What the fuck is up, world? Bialy Plantic Pak. We back in this bitch. Another podcast for that ass. Another grito. Coming back at you one week after our last podcast. I told you I ain't fucking playing with y'all, okay? New year, new resolve. We're gonna pump these motherfuckers out, bro, because the truth about stories is they all we've got. And your boy has got quite the fucking story to unload on y'all motherfuckers, okay? And um, it's only going to happen if we maintain consistency with these motherfuckers. So, I mean, it hasn't been exactly one. It's been about 10 days, okay? But for me personally, I consider it to be a week because there was some shit going on in my life. And it's just, I had the seven day in mind, but the seven day turned into eight, nine because, you know, shit popping off. I'm a personal life. Not bad shit, thankfully. Not entirely bad shit, I should say. Some good, some bad. Balance of life, you know? Um, but the point is, I had to wait a couple extra days to get it out. So here we are, ready to pick up where we left off on our last podcast. So let's just fucking get right into it, bro. Um, because I got a lot to talk about. Hopefully not as much as the last time, because again, I want to appreciate and respect your time, right? But um, enough that I feel the need to just get right into it without fucking fucking around. Let's cut the fucking foreplay, okay? And let's get straight to the fucking dirty, dirty, right? Um, before I do, um, just a quick reminder, if you haven't already, follow your boy on the gram, OG underscore ice nice 13. You can find me somewhere along those same lines on the various social medias, but in the interest of full disclosure, I don't really check them often if at all okay <laughs> so the gram for sure is where you can find me okay um so yeah let's just pick up right where we left off dog and that is on the prison motherfucking planet bro okay because part of the goal for the podcast is to arm motherfuckers with the intellectual tools necessary to recognize and overcome the obstacles that are holding us that are that are keeping us from liberation right on this prison motherfucking planet because we're just trying to get free baby right and one of those obstacles that we're attempting to overcome is undoubtedly modernism, okay? Now, I'm gonna, I, I promise you, I, I, I do promise this is part of the podcast series that I'm dropping, okay? It's part of the story that I'm telling. There will be an in-depth, in-fucking-depth, right, um, treatment of modernism that, you know, because you got to do what is do proper, right? Again, I'm not going to Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson. So there is a component of this fucking story that I'm telling you that is uh, devoted to modernism, Right? But for now, I just, I hope I'll leave it with, you know, I hope that my simplistic introduction to it is enough to suffice, while, you know, for the aims of this story, right? And I, I honestly feel more comfortable doing so because I know for a fact that the majority of us, especially if you're listening to this podcast, already are familiar with modernism, not just because it's the world that we're living in, but because we've suffered at the hands of modernism, okay? So that's part of the reason why I don't really feel the need to focus on it entirely too much just yet. But again, I will get into it inevitably, right? Um, and obviously, it's the poster boy of modernity, Jordan motherfucking Peterson, okay? And just a quick summer, just a quick summation, right? Rather, before I continue, um, modernity, the end of history. History is over as told by allegedly, or history is allegedly over as told by fucking dickhead Francis Fukuyama, okay? A neoliberal uh, that was part of George Cabot or George Bush's cabinet. I said George Cabinet's Bush, right? That's pretty fucking funny, actually. Now that I think about it, the Bush of George Cabinet. Anyways, um, George Bush uh, Jr.'s cabinet, okay? So you should get an idea of where these modernists are coming from when you have these neoliberals who, you know, fucking LARP as philosophers. He's a philosopher at Stanford. Uh, Fukuyama is. That want to profess shit like history is over. And his influence comes from fucking Hegel, the motherfucker that I've talked about at length through his podcast. I see the sudden rise in Hegel stands and I just can't help but fucking... I, I wonder if these motherfuckers even read Hegel because Hegel is impossible to read because he's a terrible fucking writer, as I've mentioned before. Anyways, 
Fukuyama is one of those motherfuckers that's influenced by Halo or Hegel rather. And again, they're going to want to tell us that history is over and that all that is left accordingly is for us personally to flesh out our own individual affairs, right? Which is, it's just clearly not fucking true. It's the reason why the world is fucking burning is one of the captions that I posted on the gram just recently, okay? Um, reveals, and that is why, and that is because modernism, for all the things that it's, all the good undoubtedly that it maybe have just brought in, it was built at the, it was built on and at the expense of motherfuckers like you and I, okay? It was uh, European philosophy for European colonizers, essentially, to just keep it 100 with you, right? And that world is dying, dog. That world is aflame, and it's only a matter of time before it fucking ceases to exist anymore. I'm podcasting with you right now on the heels of the insurrection on Capitol Hill by these motherfucking, I don't want to call them terrorists, because there was some language that emerged recently that revealed the ways in which calling them terrorists is actually ill-conducive to the aims we're trying to advance. So I'm going to stop trying to do that, okay? Uh, The reason why here being is because we're, we know full well, dog, in this fucking settler colonial country, the word terrorism isn't going to be just, it's not going to be, it's not, we're going to lob it at white people, at the white settler colonialists specifically, like the ones that, you know, the armed insurrection at Capitol Hill. But um, they're not going to be the ones that feel the wrath of it. We are, us, the brown communities, the black communities, the poor communities. We're going to feel the wrath of the fucking term terrorism. We're seeing this now with the rise of Biden trying to seek to establish a counterterrorism task force, a counter domestic terrorism task force. Motherfucking Democrats spent all summer decrying that all cops were bastards only to turn around and inf- fucking further expand the police state when as soon as they took office. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to avoid using the language of, you know, terrorists as much as cathartic, if you will, as it may be. It's important to understand that it may very well be counterintuitive to the aims that we're trying to advance. Right. And the aims that we're trying to advance here, of course, is the decrease in the settler colonial state, which obviously is not going to happen if we are pumping fucking more money into expanding the police force, the military force of this country, right? So as cathartic as it feels to call the, you know, insurrectionists, that Capitol Hill, uh, Capitol Hill, right? Terrorists, as cathartic as it feels to call the mass shooters, like the one that shot up El Paso, a terrorist, it's fucking, you know, we got to be very careful with the language that we choose to employ because again, language shapes reality bro okay so um yeah anyways the point that i was trying to make is these motherfuckers want to tell us that history is over but obviously we don't need to look very far to see all the ways in which history is clearly not over when when they're saying that history is over they're trying to say like for human it's basically the philosophical equivalent of fucking whatever that religion is that comes and knocks on your door right the jehovah's witnesses uh, this modernist philosophy, again, it's basically the equivalent of Jehovah Witnesses in the sense that they're, you know, Jehovah Witnesses are going to tell us that one day Christ is going to return and it's going to be like heaven on earth. There is no ascension or whatever. I'm butchering it purposely. I really don't care about Christianity, let alone Jehovah Witnesses. If anything, they fucking annoy me every time they come knocking, right? Um, but aside from that, I have enough of an understanding to know that that's kind of the basic gist of their, of their religion, right? The belief again, that heaven will be here on earth at one point. So that's kind of what, and it's not surprising because again, this uh, version, this particular version, the Western colonial European version of uh, transcendental idealism, or rather absolute idealism, is influenced by a fucking godwad, bro, Hegel, okay? So the the parallels aren't, they're not, they're not shocking, okay? They So when, when they're saying that history is over, they're basically saying that it's like a heaven, it's a heaven on earth for lack of a better term. In the sense that everything's taken care of. We don't need to worry about governance and how people are governed. We don't need to worry about people's ability to survive. 
because of capitalism. All the fundamentals are in place, and now all that's left to do is to to use the language of your boy, perhaps, not mine for sure, Jordan Peterson, sort yourself out, right? Which is complete and utter fucking bullshit. So again, we'll just pick up with this motherfucker, dog, because like I mentioned in the last podcast, there's just no, my, my fate for better or for worse is, is inextricably linked to this motherfucker, dog. I'm sorry in the sense that I don't keep, I don't want to beat a dead horse, right? Or at least a dying horse in this particular sense. But um, it's the truth. I mean, we're all dying to quote the Fight Club fucking quote, right? In the Sylvia Plath sense of the word every single day in the Buddhist sense of the word, right? But in this sense, because, well, obviously I'm not going to punch down on the motherfucker because punching down is for the modernists, right? And <laughs> honestly, that's exactly what modernist philosophy is doing, dog. And the reason why I bring up Jordan Peterson is because he's made an entire career off punching down on communities that have historically been shit upon, which I personally find to be cowardly as fuck, okay? It's easy to shit down on these fucking marginalized communities because we've been shit on fucking for the past 500 years, right? And the reason he's shitting on us, and this is the part we'll get into the actual podcast, is because he refuses, motherfucker, refuses to acknowledge the real sources, because it's more than just one, right? Um, sources of all the alleged pain. I'm not saying alleged, right? But I'm saying the, the, the pain and suffering that he's addressing, that's, that's not real. That's not, the source of it is not real. The pain is real. The suffering is real. I'm not trying to diminish your suffering, right? I'm saying what he's telling you is causing the pain and suffering. No, 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 my friend. Okay, that's the shit that is not real, right? Um, and, and because of that is why he's fucking led to the punching down type shit, all right? And the reason I find it cowardly, again, is because it's so much easier to shit upon these communities than it is to acknowledge the material conditions, right? He fucking employs this, this, this language, like postmodernist neo-Marxist. Those aren't things. None of that is a thing, okay? I guess the right wing will try to make it a thing by continuing to repeat it fucking long enough until the lie becomes accepted as a truth, to quote 1984. But, dude, that's just indicative of a further misunderstanding of philosophy in the sense that materialism, historical, dialectical, specifically the Marxists, right? And postmodernism, they, I've mentioned this before, don't fucking vibe, bro. They're, com- they're at odds with one another because, you know, the modernists, just to reiterate, are going to tell you it's all material, it's all the fucking institutions, institutional force that is, you know, directing human action and behavior, and the dialectical materialists are going to say, no, it's all a direct result of historical forces that can be changed hence historical dialectical materialism materialism here being like the actual physical world that we're living in as opposed to the the immaterial idealistic world that hegel and fuck those fucks were living in right the idealists were living in right so in this particular sense it's the, the reason why this jordan peterson character is such a fucking coward is because it's so it's so it's just fucking easy dog it's like punching down essentially again right to fucking you know, shit on these communities and say that we're the ones that are responsible for the decline of Western civilization, when in reality, the decline of Western civilization, I'm looking for my book, here it is, the, in reality, decline of Western civilization was fucking heralded 200 years ago, almost 230 years ago, bro, for those of you who are listening to the audio version only, I'm holding up a book, the autobiography of my boy Nietzsche, okay? The name of the book is I Am Dynamite, for those of you who are interested, by Sue Prideau, okay? Um, and yeah, dog, Nietzsche fucking, I mean, I've spoken at length about Nietzsche on this podcast already, and I'm going to continue to do so because he is a part of this podcast series, the story that I'm telling you, right? Um, but uh, he predicted it with his whole God is dead shit, okay? I've mentioned it before. I'm going to fucking spend time on it further in another upcoming podcast, but for now, the basic gist is simple. 
I'm just not talking about your Christian God, dog. Get the fuck over it, okay? He's talking about the world upon which, the ontology upon which this Christian God was built, okay? Or rather, the fucking, this ontology, this world was built on top of the belief of a Christian God. So the epistemology is the foundation, right, of the Christian world. And the ontology is built on top of the epistemology. What is the ontology here? Every fucking facet of our lives, dog. I say our lives because even though some of us are are involved in either the indigenation indigenization process or com- are completely indigenous to begin with, so you're not really fucking beholden, right? Or even just non-Christian, right? So you're not really beholden to the Christian Western epistemology, right? But those of us that are, because America, capitalism and shit, that shit is a fundamental facet of our existence, dog. Every day, Monday through Friday. Why do we work Monday through Friday? Protestant work ethic, okay? Um, everything from our fucking morality, dog. Everything from our beliefs of what, what morality, not just morality, rather, but reality is, okay? You die, you go to heaven, et cetera, and so on and so forth. Like, that's all Christian, fundament, that's all fu- fundamental Christian ontology, okay? So when God is dead because of science, which is what we're going to be fucking discussing today, when God is dead, killed by science, Nietzsche quotes by us, right? God remains dead and it's we that killed him. What he's saying is that science comes along and it makes your God fucking ineffable, okay? Because the basic gist between, behind a Christian God is that it is absolute in the sense that it was neither created nor it can never, never be destroyed. Because if it can be created or destroyed, that renders it imperfect. And if it is imperfect, that renders it, uh, that does not remain, that would not be God. Because God, by definition, is perfect, Okay. And the problem that science introduces to this fucking logic is that we have the we we, can, we understand the material world now. Okay, the laws of physics state that everything that exists within this universe is subject to the laws of physics. So not only is it imperfect, this God, this Christian God, in the sense that it is limited because the laws of physics, but it's also imperfect and more importantly, in the sense that it can die because everything in this universe, including the universe itself is subject to entropy. It's fundamental law of physics. And if God exists anywhere within this universe, then it too will die, rendering it imperfect. So Nietzsche's going to come along and tell us, God is dead, God remains dead, and we have killed him. Okay, now of course the Christians here listening to us, speak for yourself, bro, my God can't die because my God doesn't live in his universe. To which the materialist will say, well, that's fucking stupid because everything you know about reality exists in this universe, in this dimension. And if it's something else, you don't have access to it. And because of that, you have no fucking proof that it does exist. You're, you're, you're stating this upon faith upon which, which we just, you know, that, that, that's a complete different fucking, that's a complete different game that we're talking about. Uh, for those of you who are interested in that game, I do have a podcast on it briefly a couple of weeks ago, the Christmas special, <laughs> right? Uh, by Kierkegaard, who's going to say, oh yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. And accept the absurdity of it all and just keep on, keep it moving, right? But the dialectical materialists are going to say no, because this fucking, this desire to just keep it moving, if you will is what is directly responsible for the fucking suffering of so many hundreds of millions, if not billions of people around the world since the rise of this fucking Western Christian epistemology, okay? Which again, is fucking dying. It's in its death throes, bro. The world is burning. Why? Because fucking this modality that we've been brainwashed with to believe as the quote-unquote one true reality, it's flaws have been revealed they were revealed 200 years ago by Nietzsche okay but I'm sure by others too but Nietzsche's the one that came out and said yo motherfucker God is dead God remains dead we killed him now that all that's left to be seen is how long it's gonna take like y'all motherfuckers y'all he's got a great story man it's the fucking madman at the whatever at the, at, the, at the marketplace and and the story is dope like it starts off with these these people who are you know in a market and they're talking about how dope it is to be atheists right and um the madman comes along and says 
yo, like, you have no idea what you're talking about, okay? And then um, they start fucking shitting on him. They start dunking on him for, you know, because they believed him to be religious because he's defending, he, he's he's not defending, he's critiquing the atheist for saying, yo, you, you really don't know what you're talking about by, you know, by being joyful of the uh, that, that there is no God. So these fuckers, they think that, you know, he's a, he's a religious a person, but the madman's not, dog. The madman is just a big wook, right? He's woke as fuck, bro. And he understands exactly like what is at stake when you say that God is dead, okay? And that's what he you know, he slams the lantern down on the ground. Nietzsche tells us, and he goes on to tell him like the news has hit, but it's gonna take fucking a long time for you motherfuckers to truly know exactly what this means, right? What exactly does it mean? Dead, the the rug has been pulled out from underneath you, bro. Your entire understanding of reality, what you were doing, what you are, who you are, what you believe is true, what happens when you were born, before you were born, what happens after you die. That story has now been pulled out from underneath you. And the truth about stories, dog, is they're all we fucking got. So if this story that has been grounding your understanding of reality has been ripped out from underneath you, you're fucking lost. You're a madman yourself now because you have no idea of what, you just, there's nothing, okay? There's nothing to ground you to reality, right? And um, that's what Nietzsche did, bro. And that's, you know, what he's saying is like, yo, I did this, this is, this is now, okay? This is in the 1800s. But y'all motherfuckers, y'all y'all ain't ready for this, basically, okay? Um, and it's going to take years, he said, for, for you all to truly understand what's happening here. And I'm telling you, dog, it's happening. We're experiencing it right now. The fucking live collapse of Western society is happening right before our eyes. And the cowardly shit is that what Jordan Peterson is doing is he's blaming motherfuckers like us, these traditionally repressed cultures, for the collapse of this society, which is fucking hilariously untrue, for one. But what's even more hilarious about it is that it speaks volumes, it speaks volumes of his misunderstanding of not just philosophy, dog, but specifically Nietzschean philosophy. Because this motherfucker likes to quote Nietzsche left and right as if he has some sort of understanding of Nietzsche, which I'm telling you, he doesn't. Okay, he's a fucking huckster, bro. Right? There's nothing heroic about what Jordan Peterson is doing. The path that he's treading, it's one that's been cleared thousands of years ago, okay? It was cleared thousands of years in advance and has steadily been groomed and maintained since then. Is this perfectly, it's a fucking, it's a tourist destination shop, a tourist destination, this fucking world that Jordan Peterson is upholding, dog, or attempting to uphold, right? It's replete with a fucking souvenir shop and everything, yo, quit playing, all right? There's nothing unique about what he's doing. He's not brave. He's not strong. There's nothing strong about what he's doing. He's literally just walking a road that's already been paved for him. Strength comes from paving that world paving that road, creating that world, which that happened thousands of years ago, dog. He just inherited it and continued along fucking pushing it forward, right? Um, Again, the last person to tread any serious ground through this landscape was fucking Nietzsche, dog. But rather than pick up the issues that Nietzsche addressed, what is the issues that Nietzsche addressed? Well, ultimately, nihilism, okay? Because the truth about stories, dog, is they're all we fucking got. And when you pull the rug out from underneath people, Ultimately, what they're going to be left with is a pit of nihilistic despair, okay? And that ultimately is what Nietzsche is attempting to address, the pit of nihilistic despair, okay? And that is not what Jordan Peterson is addressing. Again, going back to what I was talking about at the very beginning of the podcast, he thinks he's addressing the source of the issue, but he's not, okay? What is the source of the issue? Nihilism, okay? I'll give you that. I'll give him that. Like, I'll grant it to you. But that's just, that's the tip of the fucking surface, bro. That's something Nietzsche addressed a long time ago. But what Nietzsche's challenge was is to overcome nihilism. And he understood full well that this was not going to happen in the Christian 
world. It's not possible via the Christian modality. Nietzsche understood this very well, right? Jordan Peterson does not understand this, okay? So why is it so cowardly for him is because he gets to what Nietzsche fucking, you know, this is this is the the, the ground, the, the, the earth-shattering ground, literally, that Nietzsche advanced. But what they've done since then is rather than honestly fucking, you know, honestly embrace the issue, which is understandable because if you honestly embrace the issue, inevitably it entails that you're going to have to give up your religious faith on pain of absurdity. You can either do as Kierkegaard did and say, yep, I'm absurd. I'm irrational. I don't have reason to believe in God, but I am going to believe irrespective, you know, regardless of how fucking irrational it makes me be. Okay. You can take that road. Or you can just say that, yeah, dog, the truth about stories is they're all we fucking got. And this Christian story is comforting to me in the sense that it allows me to escape the pit of malice and despair. It allows me to fall asleep comfortably at night, etc. Okay? Fine. Just don't make it the de facto story. Don't make it the only fucking story as Jordan Peterson is trying to do. Because it's fucking not, dog. If anything, it's the most detrimental story, right? And it's one that is not going to fucking help us out of here. doesn't matter how much to much to Nietzsche's chagrin that you fucking have co-opted it and tried to make it a part of your story it's just they're not they're they're mutually incompatible they don't work together okay so again this motherfucker he's not addressing nothing new he's not picking up a new fucking battle dog um on pain of you know <laughs> absurdity which you know to each their own bro is all i'm trying to say right but again just it's to make it the de facto that's where the postmodern part's gonna come in and be like yo this grand totalizing narrative that you're trying to advance is doing a lot more fucking harm than good, bro. Okay. And there are so many other ways to view this reality out there that don't have the baggage that yours does. Okay. And there's no reason anymore to try to uphold yours and maintain yours as the de facto one that doesn't collapse ultimately, not just into nihility, but into white supremacy. It's that simple. The desire to uphold white supremacy, right? Now, What's happening, it's, 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 it's not shocking, dog, okay? Because, again, we live in this bitch, yo. We've been forced to live in this bitch. Prison motherfucking planet, bro, all right? And because of that, we know full well through experience that Western culture, it breeds nihility, okay? Um, and, I mean, if you ask me, dog, the reason why is because it's a convenient way to justify the pain that's committed in our names, okay? Because why bother, for instance freeing the kids from the cages when the sun's just going to explode anyways, right? Like, what? No, dude, that's fucking wrong, bro. Fuck that, okay? And, you know, with this nihility that's already been put into us by this reductive scientific lens, okay, it, it, it low-key makes it a little bit easier to justify this kind of shit because how are people going to care about other people's plights when they don't even care about their own fucking plight. Why don't they care about their own plight? Because we've been beaten since death with the... We've been beaten down with death since... Uh, we've been beaten down since birth with the idea that ultimately we're going to die and it's going to be of no meaning and no consequence what we do at all whatsoever. To which I say, fuck that. That's the indigenization process that, that leads me to, com to comfortably state this, Okay. The Nahuatl philosophy that states, nah, bro, every fucking person, irrespective of when they've existed, is important in the grand cosmos of reality. Why? Because it's all just one, bro. Actions fucking reverberate into the eternal, dog. And, you know, for better or for worse, they can be influenced by our actions. So this idea of nihility is fundamental in fucking Western culture in a sense because it disempowers us. It wants to disempower us because 
not only in disempowering us does it allow shit to be fucking carried out in our name, but more importantly, perhaps, that's how capitalism works, dog. Capitalism works by selling you shit to allegedly make you feel better. You're unhappy because you're, let's fill in the blanks. You don't have a college degree, get a college degree, here's some student loans, take them out, get a job, nine to five, work the rest of your lives, pay them off, etc. right? You're unhappy because of your, you know, fill in the blanks, bro. There's so much shit that capitalism is selling motherfuckers, right? And it's easy to do so because the nihility, again, the nihilism, is so deeply embedded in us through Western culture that we're just, we're sad, bro. It's just for lack of a better term, I'm not trying to even, there's no need to try to be verbose and articulate about this, yo. Motherfuckers are sad. Anybody that tells you they're not sad is a lying motherfucker, yo. I'm not saying everyone is depressed, but a lot, most of us, dog, like, a lot of us, okay? I know me personally, I don't even use a language of fucking sadness, depression. It's sickness of spirit, dog. The spirits are sick, yo. Why? Because the culture that we're living in is one of nihility. It's one of loneliness. It's one of despair. It breeds this shit, okay? It thrives off this shit. It literally survives off despair. That's how you start getting the conspiracies of fucking interdimensional vampires and reptoids, right? Because why the fuck and how the fuck is there so much despair when there's clearly so much resources available that can make the despair literally overnight go away, right? So motherfuckers start thinking, well, if that's, if, if we have all the resources, and I'm saying mother, I'm motherfuckers, okay, just so we're clear, <laughs> when I was younger, right? Probably still today, to this day, right? Um, but you have motherfuckers like me who think, well, how is it possible that in a world of abundance where all these problems and suffering can easily be fucking, you know, they could easily be handled, they are still occurring. And then you start thinking, well, maybe they're, maybe they're benefiting from it. Like how fucking, what other excuse, what other reason could there possibly be as to why, you know, these motherfuckers purposely seemingly create so much pain and suffering, right? If not to, you know, siphon off and, you know, our, 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 our louche, if you will. Okay. And if not to thrive and survive and feast off of our suffering, like the reptoids and all that kind of shit, the reptilians, you know what I'm saying? Um, anyways, the point that I'm trying to make, yo, is like Western culture, it breeds this shit, yo. It's a fundamental part of it. It's born in nihilism and it thrives and survives off nihilism, okay? You're unhappy? Here, I'll sell you this to make you happier, okay? Ultimately, who gives a fuck if you buy it or don't buy it because life is meaningless, we're told, and it doesn't matter what you do. You're going to die. You'll be forgotten. The sun will explode. Everybody will be forgotten. And then the rest of their fucking bitch-ass story that they've been telling us, right? And at this point, it's just like, oh, whatever, dog. Like, you can keep that story because the story... I have a lot, I have a much better story, okay? And the truth about stories is they're all we've got, okay? That's why I hesitated a little bit to state that um, uh, that I don't, you know, I don't want to say that you're sad. I don't want to say you're depressed. I don't want to say I'm sad or depressed. Sickness of spirit, dog. And that sickness of spirit slowly, right? There's a lot of work on my behalf, okay? But also it's, it's slowly starting to fade away, not just because it's going to disappear forever because that's impossible, but it's, dis- it's slowly dissipating. Its strength is weakening because the story that I was, that was informing, that, that was causing the sickness of spirit, is, it all but vanished in my fucking world at this point, right? The story, again, being this reductive, materialistic, scientific lens that wants to tell us that we have no meaning, we have no purpose, we have no value. We're born, we die, uh, we'll be forgotten. The sun will explode, everything will be forgotten. Like, nah, dog, that's just one, that's just one story of many, Okay. Um, so yeah, to give credit to this JP character, right? That's what I call him now. Cause he's my boy. He might not know it, but I guess I take it back from what I said earlier. He's my boy. Not like look, he's really my boy. Like I don't like the motherfuckers. I'm being ironic just in case you're not picking up on the ironicness of it. Okay. Um, <laughs> my boy JP, dog, he rightly addressed the sadness that is pervading our current times. Like it doesn't take a fucking rocket scientist to, you know, see that the world is sick of spirit right now. Right. 
So I'll give him that little bit of credit, okay? But again, he took the most bitch-ass, blasé way out of dealing with it, yo, by retreating into the comfort of Christendom, okay? (laughs) Again, Christendom, just to reiterate, is this idea that all of Europe should have united under Christianity, not for religious purposes. They didn't give a fuck about religious purposes. They wanted to unite under Christianity in order to solidify and maintain power. That's the only reason why, right? And the reason why I'm using this particular language is because A, language shapes reality, but B, it's important because slight words make a huge difference in the ideas we're advancing, dog. And in this particular sense, it's the, 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 the difference that it makes is because if you know, you'll know you notice these Jordan Peterson interviews, he'll never explicitly state that he's a Christian, okay? And he doesn't have to, dog. He's dog whistling, right? I just act as though a God exists. I've mentioned this before, but that's why. So when he does shit like that, it's like, okay, you don't have to state you're a Christian, it doesn't mean that you're not upholding a Christian world, though. It's called Christendom, you motherfucker, right? You're trying to take advantage of people who, you know, the... Remember I started the podcast, dog? Stay woke, bro. How did I start the podcast? Giving motherfuckers the intellectual tools necessary to recognize and overcome their oppressors. What is an intellectual tool necessary to over- recognize and overcome our oppressors? Motherfuckers that take advantage of people who don't know shit like Christendom, okay? Because you'll state shit, okay? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in God. But I act as though one exists, okay? And the motherfuckers who aren't aware of what Christendom is will be like, whoa, that shit was so profound, bro. Like, damn, this is woke fuck shit. You know what I mean? But the reality is it's just fuck shit. It's, not, it's just fallacies, bro. It's an appeal to ignorance. He's taking advantage of the fact that people don't know what Christendom is and they're just, he's, oh, he's trying to establish a narrative predicated off of that ignorance, right? Like, no, then we're not allowing that. So that's why I keep bringing it up, okay? Anyways, um... <laughs> so he's retreating, bro. He's not addressing the nihilism or the despair. He's not. Why? Because he ref, he retreats back into this Christendom in order to defend the shit that he's advancing. To which I say, dog, fuck that, yo. Instead of seeing our current, okay, this just more, more fucking Jordan Peterson shit. Another thing, another way that he likes to punch down is by stating that we're advocating for the collapse of Western society, which is fucking not true, dog, okay? Well, to an extent. We're not, we're not, contri- we're not, a tr- we're not uh, advocating for the collapse of society is what I should say. Like, that's stupid as fuck. I don't want to live in martial law. I don't want to live in a state of nature. I like living, period, comfortably. I want to be left the fuck alone, okay? I would never advocate for utter chaos. It's nonsense, right? What we are advocating for, though, is the destruction of their, let's say, philosophical world bro okay their modernist world the world that doesn't take motherfuckers like you and i into account that's what we're fucking are advocating for and he's blaming that collapse on us but for the wrong reason like he's right because we are we are trying to destroy that world right but he's wrong in the sense that what informs his belief okay the reason he thinks what's informing his belief is that we're trying to destroy it because we personally um have some sort of vendetta towards that world, which is, I mean, to the fair, I guess I can state that is pretty fucking true. We do have a vendetta, but do you blame us? We've been fucking shit on because of this world, right? The point that I'm trying to state here, let me just get to it because I'm being very clumsy about stating it, right? Is that his whole thing is like built about trying to make men specifically feel as a part of society because when men specifically don't feel a part of society, they become violent and violent men are dangerous men and that's where he goes on this whole fucking spiel. To which I say, okay, first of all, motherfucker, that's only a very specific group of men. Those fucking incels that you're trying to structure all of society around hypocritically when you're complaining about other people who are trying to structure society to their own benefit, okay? You're doing the same with these incel fucks who would do us all a favor and just kill themselves. Okay, I'll take that part back. But 
they would all do us a favor and not reproduce to be sure, okay? Um, but more importantly, more importantly, what he's not acknowledging, and this is what my boy, this is my real boy, okay? Like for real, for real, my homeboy, Slavoj Zizek. This is what he called him out upon, right? When, you know, he said, how can I clean my room if my fucking world around me is collapsed? Like I have to worry, there's more immediate issues to tend to before I can tend to my bedroom when there's fucking literal war on the streets of the world that I'm living in, okay? That's what Slavoj Zizek told Peterson in their debate, okay? And that's kind of the point that boils down to the critique against Jordan Peterson. He wants us to cater to this one group of people, fucking white men, right? So exhausting dealing with motherfuckers like this at our complete expense. But it's our complete expense as to why the fucking world is on fire. Not because we caused it, but because these motherfuckers caused it. And rather than hold them accountable for it, he wants us to fix their shit for them. He wants us to fix their fire. To which I say, fuck no. Okay, we say, fuck no. We started this bitch, okay? We didn't start the fire, motherfucker, to quote the great song, okay? But we're gonna, we're burning this bitch down, dog, one way or another, because we're not, we're not taking care of your issues anymore. We're not fixing your world for you anymore. It's not our responsibility to fix your world for you. It's not our responsibility to cater to white terrorists. Ah, oh, fuck, I said I wasn't gonna do it, and I did it again. It's not, let me, let me rephrase that. It's not our responsibility to fucking cater to these white people, these colonial people who have historically fucking shit on us for long, it's, for, for the past 500 years. Like, those days are over, bro. We're trying to build a new world that properly takes us into account, okay? So, you know, to invert, if you will, his logic on him, the reason then the world is fucking, and the world is on fire is because you, the modernists, these white supremacists have not taken us into account. And it's not our fault, right, that the world is on fire. It's your fault. The... The roosters have come home to roost, Bobby Boucher type shit, right? Like this is, you reap what you sow, motherfuckers. You sowed this and now you have to deal with it. And what are you dealing with? The complete upending of the world that you built for yourself by the motherfuckers who were excluded from it, right? Again, we didn't start the fire, but we're going to fucking bend it, but we're going we're gonna to finish it, dog, because our lives, they fucking matter, bro. Like it's, it's that simple, right? It's the, it's, the, it's the whole point. Our lives are just as equally important as these fucking colonial European modernist lives, okay? It's just, it's just, it's that simple, bro, right? So, um, yeah, <laughs> the point that I'm trying to make here is that the, the Western values, dog, like, let's see it for what it really is, okay? Instead of seeing our current situation as the alleged decline in Western values, see it for what it really is. And what is it really? It's the Western values, bro. It's what Nietzsche told us 200 years ago. They are the source of all the chaos. It's these Western values that are the source of the, for all the chaos that the world is currently experiencing. And that's why this shit is falling apart, okay? The sadness, the lack of meaning, all of that. It's easy to attribute, it's, you can easily be attributed to what's happening, or rather, it could easily be attributed to these Western values. Why? It's capitalism, dog. That's your shit. Like, clean it. Clean your own room, Jordan Peterson. Capitalism is the, it, that's nestled comfortably in the room of modernist logic. All the issues that we're experiencing right now, dog, sadness, lack of meaning, that can easily be traced to capitalism, okay? So this is where the historical dialectical materialists are going to come in and say, yeah, like you want to make this shit seem like this grand ontological battle between good and evil is going to ultimately, you know, uh, end with the triumph of good over evil and blah, 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 the end of history. Like, no, motherfucker. Literally all of history is the fucking constant battle between the haves and the have-nots, between the proletariat and the bourgeoisie. And we're experiencing that right now 
full clip because the internal dynamics of capitalism are finally beginning to unravel and it's fucking being exposed for what it truly is, the Ponzi scheme that it truly is, okay? Unhappiness, lack of meaning, all of that can be easily attributable, not just to people not having the financial resources, but people not also, or rather, but people also having to be forced to work to exist. Now, before we get into the work to exist, because the easy comeback right here is so boring comeback, right? It's like, oh, you're lazy? You don't want to work? No, motherfucker. That's not the point. The point is I don't want to be coerced to work shit jobs for trillion dollar corporations like fucking Amazon backbreaking physical labor and receive a pittance in return. That's what I don't want to fucking do, okay? What I don't want to do is be forced to fucking endure this suffering just so I can have fucking food on the table and a roof over my head. That's what I don't want to fucking do. People aren't inherently against work. We, people want to work, okay? What we don't want is to be fucking exploited. There's a big difference between the two, okay? Now, you can state that the sadness and the lack of meaning like Jordan Peterson is talking about is because of the nihilism. But again, he's not really addressing the nihilism for what it is. First of all, the nihilism is an, it's an internal dynamic to use the materialist language, right? Of um, Christendom, of Christianity, right? Of the Western world. Like it's just there. Like it's, it's part of your shit, dog, right? It's part of your room. Handle it, okay? Um, but it's also because the world, the capitalist world that we're living in, like, yeah, dog, motherfuckers, this is... Motherfuckers are broke. The world, the whole world, people are struggling. The hood is very real, okay? This financial inequality, the wealth between the have and the have-nots is steadily increasing. And the despair that it's raising is slowly starting to fucking rise. And it's easy to just fucking ignore that. It's convenient to just fucking ignore that and focus on the religious component instead because to focus on the, you know, the the material component, that the, the, the finances would force you, force the modernist to confront the reality that history is not over. So the point is that this motherfucker, he's a very good, it's called a red herring, okay, in philosophy. It's a logical fallacy, and the red herring is where you introduce something that's not part of the initial issue that you're attempting to address in order to deviate from the original issue and thus avoid having to confront the critiques that are being levied at you when, you know, advancing your original position. And that's exactly what Jordan Peterson is doing, okay? He does a, he does a really good job, and it's purposeful, obviously, of redirecting uh, the argument, okay? Whether it be in regards to uh, uh, the people that he's accusing for the alleged fucking collapse of Western society. But, you know, these could be extended to further instances as well that ultimately center back into the ultimate fault in his argument. And the best of which I can, the example at least I can give, is it's that of science, bro, especially in the Western world, okay? So what I'm trying to say is like, especially in America, it, it, it seems to be this, this weird tension in America. At, at least it seemed to be a weird tension, but actually there's like a historical cause for the tension, dog. And the, histor the tension here is that, uh, you know, religion, if you will, and um, science, uh, which is weird because as I started with earlier, it's, you know, religion and science, obviously they don't fucking vibe, bro, in the sense that science dispels religious, you know, it dispels the need for any religion at all whatsoever. But the tension comes up where at least in terms of the religious circles, most religions around the world, they're still, for the most part, embracing of science, okay? I but not here in America, right? And the reason why is because, <laughs> historically speaking, okay, science was seen as a detriment to white supremacy. Why? Because specifically, white supremacists who were fucking stealing this continent and establishing it as their own countries, uh, they had one of two choices. They could either rely on this appeal to God by stating that it's God's will, it's manifest destiny, 
or on science, okay? And what's fucking hilarious is that they, they tried. They tried relying on science, like phrenology, the study of the skulls and all that kind of shit. They tried relying on science to justify white supremacy, but every time they tried, science would come along and be like, actually, you're not, you're not, you're not a superior race in any way, shape, or form. Most fucking, all races, rather, you're, you're pretty much fucking on even keel. There are differences in some respects in regards to, you know, certain populations, but all as a whole, they fucking balance out equivalent, you know, uh, um, equally, whereas, you know, the accomplishments of one culture or civilization are pretty much on par with those of the other, right? Um... And white people just couldn't accept this because white supremacy is so fragile, dog, right? This motherfucker is their little fucking fragile white supremacist ego is just so fragile. So rather than ex- fucking just accept the science, these motherfuckers relied on God instead, okay, to justify their white supremacy. Okay, but this is exactly what the Jordan Peterson character is trying to do, right? And again, this is what I'm saying where it's just a continuation of some shit that he's just inherited. There's nothing new about it, right? But the reality is, dog, it's like, yo, it's not science's fault, bro. It's Science is just a tool, right? It's the fault of the Western world and how the Western world has used it. So, again, just consider, like I've already mentioned, how much effort has been put forth by science to approve the alleged, or rather by white supremacists, to use science to prove their alleged superiority, right? But it just, it doesn't work, dog. Instead, it's been used Right. So because it didn't work, it's been used instead in a different way to uphold their Western world, which came with the unfortunate side effect and good debate, the unfortunateness of it. Right. And that is that the Christian God is ultimately sacrificed at the altar of empiricism, which in turn, which in turn leads to the nihilism that we're experiencing now, as I've already fucking laid the foundation for. OK. And most hilariously of all, these motherfuckers refuse. They refuse to let people out of the system, even if doing so is detrimental not only to the individual person as you know evident with by the skyrocketing suicide rate but the ideology itself so what i mean is like yo seriously i just i can't help but laugh with contempt at this shit okay like like the western world I'm not, i'll give it as due proper it's done some great things no doubt but none of it would have been achieved without science and yet these motherfuckers are almost on both sides on both sides okay the left and the right trying to just dismiss this shit Right, in order to uphold whatever little world that they're trying to advance, okay? Despite the fact that none of what we have today would have been achieved without science, okay? So, in continuing with this idea between the core, the connection between science and nihilism, or rather, uh, science and uh, the Western world, it, it leads to nihilism, okay, is what I'm trying to tell you, right? But nihilism itself, it's not even unique to Christianity, bro, right? Because Christianity is too small of a framework to handle nihilism. Nihilism is a recurring problem that has emerged in all cultures across time and space, right? It, the, 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 the analogy that I give is it's a black hole, bro, that can potentially suck up anything that's not strong enough to repel it. It's not a great analogy. It's not a new analogy, but it's a powerful one, like a black hole. Womp, womp, womp. Right, it's a terrible joke. I'm sorry, right? But um, the point is that nihilism, it's not unique to any particular culture. It's not even fucking something that is unique just to science alone, dog, is what I'm trying to tell you. It's this fucking thing. It's just this this elephant in the room. It's this fucking black hole that could suck up anything that's not strong enough to repel its gravitational force, Christianity included. For as vast as a framework as Christianity is to view reality, that shit is fucking suspect, you know, susceptible to being devoured by capitalism, right? And to think that science is responsible for this is ridiculous. Now, I should qualify. I'm not state, I'm not accusing Jordan Peterson of this, right? 
I'm accusing the Western world is trying to uphold white supremacy of this, just so we're fucking 100% clear, because obviously the dude's a scientist, right? Give him his due proper, right? What I'm trying to state is the ontology here, the Western white supremacist ontology, right? And this, again, this mentality is uniquely religious, and it just, it needs to be disposed of accordingly, dog. If we're hoping to, you know, build this new, better world that we're aiming for, right? <laughs> it's funny because... This is something that, honestly, like the French existentialists themselves, like the ones that get the most credit for this kind of shit, they tried to dispel this, okay? But they themselves failed largely in that they didn't really overcome the Western Judeo-Christian ideology. All the shit they were talking about, meaning and purpose and life and all that kind of shit, it was filtered through the lens of Christian ideology, right? It's the story through which they fucking, their entire reality was structured. And the truth about stories is they're all we've got. So if that's the story that's upholding and informing your view of the world, even if you're a fucking existentialist, it's still going to be filtered through the lens of Judeo-Christian ideology, right? So what I'm speaking of this here specifically is like, in terms of the philosophy, dog, these existentialists, they spoke of technology as being, science, okay, as being a redeeming force, right? And what happened is this ensuing disillusionment when they realized otherwise, okay? But again, it's only because the science and technology were used to perpetuate the inherently destructive Western ideology. That's the point that I'm trying to make here, just to tie up the loose ends here, right? Between science, nihility, and Western culture, right? Even the existentialists tried to dispel it, but they said, oh man, every, science is supposed to be this redeeming force. What do I mean by a redeeming force? It's supposed to liberate human beings, okay? It's supposed to redeem us from our current situation that we're finding ourselves in, similar to the one we're in now, fucking 60 years later, right? But ultimately, it did nothing more than lead to the fucking terrors of World War II. And before that, the terrors of World War I. So the existentialists were saying, like, science is supposed to be this liberating, redeeming force. But it seems as though science is only used for terrible, destructive things. To which I'm telling you, like, no, dude, that's, that's akin to fucking trying to establish and maintain white supremacy through the fucking pseudoscience of phrenology. Science is just a tool. It's how it is employed that is the problem. The same science that was used to drop fucking bombs on Hiroshima, Hiroshima and Nagasaki could easily be fucking used to find ways to elevate all people out of poverty, okay? To create the technology necessary for people to not have to work fucking shit backbreaking jobs, okay? That deprive them of fucking decency. That's what I'm trying to tell you, okay? And the reason that it's not, this is the ultimate tie-in, okay, is because... This society, dog, is built on war. This society is built on a hierarchy that has been established and in place since the feudal days, as I mentioned in the previous podcast. And again, just to think that it's ended because the fucking, the, the flags that are flying over, the house that is, you know, laid claim to this land is different than the ones in Game of Thrones. It's fucking absurd, dog. It's absurd. That's how this society is structured, Right? It's not science's fault. This is not technology's fault. It's not science's fault that we're in this pit of nihility and this pit of despair. It's not technology's fault. It's the Western world. And that's the fundamental beef with people like Jordan Peterson, dog. They're not acknowledging it. They're trying to uphold this Western world that is the cause for all this pain and suffering, even fucking drawing science into the mix in their pathetic, pithy attempt to do so. No, dude. Science is not to blame. The fucking Western world is to blame, okay? Every solution that the Western world has to offer 
is nothing more than a return to their old world. They want to maintain the world that, you know, they were benefiting from. And all they're doing is offering solutions that lead back to that world in more deceitful ways. And that's not the world we want anymore. We don't want to live in a world where brown and black lives are considered fucking inferior. We don't want to live in a world of fucking where we're forced to fucking work to provide food, water, shelter, safety, basic fundamental human rights. We don't want to live in a world where gays, transgendered people, and all around other uh, minorities are fucking shit upon for deviating from the quote-unquote arbitrary norm. We don't want that world anymore. And everything that these fucking colonial Western modernist European fucks like Jordan Peterson have to offer is nothing more than a sneak tip return to that world, okay? And then they're going to fucking pull out some shit like nihilism and state that, well, if, you know, this is what happens when you don't, when we don't live in the world that we're trying to advance. But it's like, no, motherfucker, nihilism is the core of the world that you're advancing. It's because of nihilism that your shit doesn't work, right? Or rather, it's because of your world that the nihilism is so prevalent, I should state more specifically, because again, nihilism exists outside of this fucking world, right? I'm not convinced that nihilism can't be properly handled. I think, and that might be my bias speaking, and I'm sure there's others that have done it as well, but for me personally, because I've studied it so much, I know that the fucking Nawaz overcame it pretty fucking good, dog. Western Christian ideology? Not so much so, right? So to not address, and that's the point that I'm trying to say, like, just Jordan Peterson fucking refuses to address that shit, dog. He does not want to address it. And that's the real issue, dog, okay? People aren't depressed because life is meaningless. People are depressed because we're being held hostage by an ideology that refuses to fucking die, okay? This means to make our lives, the means rather to make not just our lives, but the lives of hundreds of millions of peoples around the world happier is easily available. And it's given to us because of science, okay? And the fact that it isn't really already employed is what makes motherfuckers, again, start questioning shit. Like, why isn't this the case? And again, in the absence of answers, of knowledge, or rather, or knowledge of how to think critically, this is why we come up with shit like, <laughs> I can't help but laugh, right? Because it's funny to me. Like, it's I, I should further qualify just for, just to be 100% clear. Like, there was a time when I did believe reptilians. I still kind of like, oh, damn, I don't, by no means do I discount them. That would be fucking foolish, right? But it makes me laugh just realizing like, yo, yes, maybe the reptilians siphoning off our unhappiness as a, you know, sustenance. Or maybe it could all just be attributed to historical forces that didn't go our way. What are the historical forces here? Capitalism. The elitist bougie fucks that want to ensure their absurd amount of wealth maintains, right, at the complete expense of the rest of the fucking planet. Let's fu let's start there before we get... I'm not discounting the fucking reptilians. Right? I'm just saying. there's It's a hierarchy. The Western world is built on a hierarchy. And before we get to the fucking reptilians, we got to work our way from the bottom. And the bottom here is the direct material fucking forces. What are the direct material forces? The fucking bourgeoisie that owns everything on this fucking planet that are keeping all the financial resources and hoarding all the fucking resources for themselves. That's in turn causing so much widespread suffering around the world because these are basic human fucking needs and necessities. And that when we don't have them, of course, we're going to fucking be unhappy. We're not unhappy because the Western world is fucking collapsing. If anything, that's the only saving grace that we have. We're unhappy because the Western world is holding our existence hostage, okay? And it refuses to fucking die. It just, I'm sorry. I just can't help but laugh at how fucking... Motherfuckers will listen to Jordan Peterson and take his shit... Jordan Peterson will probably look in the mirror and take his shit seriously. Like if he's fucking dropping some 
fucking big woke woke shit. It's like, no, dog, you're so fucking mistaken. You have no idea, okay? Not in everything. Not in everything because, again, to give homeboy his credit, like, just in the philosophy element, okay? Just stay in your lane, dog, because all I'm trying to say is a Jordan Peterson character. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure that if fucking uh, an astrophysicist or a physicist in general, I would want to know what, like, Sean Carroll thinks of Deepak Chopra, okay? I would love to know what Sean Carroll thinks of Deepak Chopra when he starts dropping shit like the quantum world that we're living in, okay? Because, honestly, I'm going to imagine that it's similar to the way that I feel about Jordan Peterson when he starts talking about Nietzsche and fucking postmodern neo-Marxists. Like, dog, you're just using, to use the language of Joe Rogan, you're just fucking vomiting up word salad right now. You're just using words, dog. They don't fucking mean shit, Okay. You're just using them to try to make yourself appear, appear smarter than you truly are. And it's working because, again, motherfuckers, our public education school system is garbage, dog. So we don't, the majority of this country don't know fucking better. They just, you're, they hear you using words, Jordan Peterson, that's you here, right? That they don't fucking understand. And they think that since you got a fancy ass title associated with your name, another fallacy, right? The appeal to authority fallacy, that that somehow makes what you're saying true, like, yeah, dog, you might be a doctor, which is commendable and respectable in its own respect, but you're not a doctor in philosophy. Okay, that's the appeal to authority fucking uh, fallacy, right? You're a doctor in clinical psychology, homeboy, so stay in your lane. The same way I'm sure Sean Carroll hears Deepak Chopra and thinks to himself, this motherfucker don't know shit about physics. Like, yo, stay in your lane, dog. You know what I'm saying? There's this great Seinfeld episode. Um, For those of you who are Seinfeld heads like myself, right? It's the anti-dentite episode, Okay. Uh, where Jerry's being accused of being an anti-dentite to Tim Watley because uh, Tim Watley has converted... Uh, Tim Watley's the dentist, for those of you who are fucking plebes and have never watched Seinfeld, right? Uh, uh, Tim Watley is the, the dentist, okay? And uh, he's he was Catholic, but he converted to Judaism. And uh, <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld um, is convinced that he's doing so strictly for the jokes, right? So he goes to see the father, uh, whoever's playing the... No, excuse me, the father in the show, right, the episode, and to, to, you know, to tell him, like, yo, like, this dude is converting to Judaism. And then the father, the preacher, is like, uh, and this offends you as a Jewish person? And Jerry Seinfeld responds by stating, no, this offends me as a comedian. Like, he's only doing it for the jokes, and the jokes are terrible. Like, these are corny fucking jokes that he's telling. That, that's kind of the same deal with me and Jordan Peterson. Like, I don't give, again, I don't give a motherfucker, but I don't know him personally, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I like whatever he's doing, like in the clinical psychology, do your thing, dog. But once you step into my field, like you're not offending me. Well, I mean, I guess you are offending me in the sense that you're holding the Western modernist world. Right. But aside from that, like, I don't fucking know you. I, you know what I'm saying? You don't offend me as a person. You offend me as a philosopher. Right. Like, I'm pretty sure you're only dipping into my field to, you know, steal the fucking good shit from it. And then you're doing it a terrible disservice. And that's when I get offended. Right. Because. Ultimately, I know that that disservice that you're doing does have greater harm. Why? Because as I've mentioned plenty of times, our actions echo into eternity. So it might seem trivial and inconsequential, but the reality is our thoughts inform our actions. They shape the world that we're living in. So when this motherfucker is dipping into my world to, you know, try to uphold his, I'm like, yo, no, 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 we're not going to do that. Okay. You're going to stay in your lane. You're going to be put in your fucking lane and you're going to stay there, motherfucker. Right? So, um, again, the world tangent over back to the initial narrative. And the initial narrative is that, you know, the only reason we can't have this world that science can easily provide us with the world of abundance 
is because these motherfuckers are so rooted in their harmful ideology, these motherfuckers being the Western, you know, um, modernists, that they made that they that they would rather maintain this myth of rugged individualism or of perhaps one day becoming themselves a part of the ruling class, even if doing so is to their own direct harm. I don't understand anarcho-capitalists. Like, first of all, it's a contradiction. You understand that, right? Anarchy and capitalism, they don't fucking work. They're mutually incompatible. Second of all, just because a, sh- a corporation is not a fucking government doesn't mean that they give a fuck any more of a fuck less about you, okay? Like, I just don't understand it. But that's usually those motherfuckers, right? That they have these, these delusions that they'll one day be part of the ruling class that uphold this myth, okay? And I just, I just can't deal with how stupid these motherfucking people are, dog. You're not based for your anarcho-capitalism, bro. You're a fucking idiot who's obviously, or oblivious rather, to the very contradiction that your existence is marked by the name you chose to reduce it by, okay? So really, if anything, the, this, this is the beef that I have with JP, homeboy, right? And again, it's not personal because I don't know the dude. I don't know the dude, right? But it does boil down to realistically only one of two possibilities. And it is the worst of these then that I will have no choice but to hate him, right? Because again, since I don't know him, I don't know. So what I do know is that he represents only one of two potentialities. At the worst case, I would have no choice but to hate him. But at the best case, right? And not just him, but those, you know, who say doing is, or rather, as well as those who say doing so is somehow my fault for hating him, right? Um, as, you know, doing so, would not, that's, just, that's just Stockholm Syndrome. You're trying, to, you're trying to make me fall victim of Stockholm Syndrome on my behalf. It's gaslighting, as I mentioned on, in the previous podcast, right? For those who defend them, okay? So when, I, when I'm telling you, like, there's only one or two options that Jordan Peterson represents. And at the worst case scenario, I have no fucking choice but to hate him. And, you know, people will say, like, well, you shouldn't hate anybody, especially people you don't know. Like, no, fuck you, okay? That's gaslighting, bro. You're trying to make me fall into Stockholm Syndrome. Like, yes, you should hate people who are actively advancing for the fucking, your oppression, okay? So anyways, these one or two options are simple. Either Jordan Peterson is just oblivious and he's not aware, okay, right? How other, how other, what is he not aware of? How other ontologies offer an escape from the dilemma that we're currently facing, right? Or, or that, that's like giving him the benefit of the doubt. It's just, he's just some oafish fuck with, that lacks any sort of critical thought, all right? Ability to fucking see beyond, you know, his own shallow lenses, okay? Or, or, or maybe even and, and or, okay? He's completely unable to see beyond his ideology, right? Rather, uh, he's uh, aware of this and is actively working to ensure the continued survival of this parasitic ideology, irrespective of how detrimental doing so is to others like myself. So if that's the case, I have no choice but to hurt, uh, but to hate him, dog, okay? So again, the two choices that he has, is uh, the two possibilities that Jordan Peterson, the two potentialities that Jordan Peterson represents are he's either completely fucking oblivious or he knows exactly what he's doing and he's actively trying to uphold his world. If he's oblivious, like, oh, come on, dude, like, I'll sun him. Like, you know, just pat him on the fucking head, like, okay, stay in your lane, little kid, right? The other alternative is like, fuck you and everything you stand for, motherfucker, because I will hate, I do hate you. I don't know you, right? But if this is what you're trying to do, and what you're trying to do here is actively working to ensure the continued survival of this parasitic ideology that's extremely detrimental to fucking hundreds of millions, if not billions of people around the world, I have no fucking choice but to hate you, okay? <laughs> and what's funny is that, you know, the motherfuckers that are trying to gaslight you, they'll, they're going to tell you like, well, this is the truth and, you know, suffering is for the better and society is like, you know, uh, it's for the betterment of society and the betterment of an individual. 
No, bitch, that's gaslighting. And that's severe, severe fucking gaslighting, okay? It's convenient, after all, that it's always us, us, the fucking the, the historically shit upon communities that are always asked to, sh- to shoulder the burden. We are the ones that are always asked to hold up this world for these white people, dog, okay? Jordan Peterson, he's from the fucking burbs, bro. Born and raised in the burbs. He doesn't understand what it's like to endure the violence of poverty. He will never be able to understand what it's like to endure the, the violence of poverty. So it's pretty fucking easy for him to say that we, the ones who are actually living in poverty, should continue to hold the world that he is living in comfortably up when he and people like him are doing none of the heavy work necessary to lift this fucking world up. They're not doing any of the heavy work necessary to hold this fucking world up and we're tired of it. And that's why we'll gladly burn this bitch down. We didn't start the fire. You all started the fire when you fucking made us hold this bitch up and then refused to acknowledge the internal dynamics that are going to fucking cause it to collapse in the first place. But we're not holding it for you no more, dog. And we're not fucking, we're not catering to you anymore. We don't have no responsibility to you anymore. Just telling us that it's part of being a society. Nope, that's brainwashing. We addressed that in the previous episode, okay? This society don't give a fuck about me and I don't give a motherfucker about it, okay? Shit could be different, no doubt. It could be different. But as of now, it's not. Nor has it ever been. And because of that, people like myself, we have no problem seeing the Western world come crashing down in flames, bro. It's no problem at all whatsoever. This was the beauty of all the memes that came up after the storming of Capitol Hill. Like, that's y'all shit. Y'all handle that, okay? Y'all being these fucking, the descendants of the colonial European peoples in this settler colonial country, right? Like, that's your shit. The rest of us, we're just standing back and watching that, okay? In fact, we're fucking welcoming it because again, we're suffering at the expense of that very world. So, you know, it is what it is, homeboy. Now, again, does it mean that we want to live in chaos? No. Quit being so fucking stupid. Seriously. So reductive. It's antithetical to the basic human instinct of sub- fucking self-preservation and survival to want to live in chaos. It's stupid. It doesn't make sense. If anything, now that I think about it, it's just furthering this myth that we're fucking irrational. Like, no, dude, stop. Okay? It does mean, however... That we're no longer content with living as fucking cattle to experiment on, okay? We're no longer content to just being slave labor to build and uphold worlds that we're not welcoming, okay? And that we're literally quite fucking ready to flip the fucking script and change the story to one that does take us into account. And if Jordan Peterson is fighting to prevent that, then fuck him, dog. It's simple and plain. (laughs) Fuck straight up, fuck him, okay? Anyways... Now is as good a time as any to reiterate that, again, if it seems as though this is about JP, it, it honestly has nothing to do with him. Right? I'm focusing on him because he's the figurehead, right? That's it. And since obviously I don't know him personally, I can't even confidently state whether his shtick is the result of actual introspection on his behalf, right, that he undertook, or if he's just been infected by the fucking parasite of ideology, dog, and is simply mindlessly repeating, you know, this Western ontology that he's been programmed with and, and, you know, in order to ensure his continued survival. Like, I, I don't know him personally, so I can't state for sure, right? So, no, nah, this is less to do about JP and more so about acknowledging a fundamental component of reality, and that is the truth about stories, okay? Because the truth about stories, dog, is they're all we fucking got. And these stories, they're straight up the only things that ground us in reality. It's these stories that make us feel at home in this alien world, and without them, we're quite literally lost at sea. Is that great Jajet quote about being lost at sea? What am I doing out in the middle of the ocean, right? Why are you out in the middle of the ocean? Because he has no story 
to fucking anchor him on land, right? We have no idea who we are. We have no idea where we are. We have no idea what we're doing, for what purpose, and so on. Everything you know about reality, homeboy, homegirl, right? Home non-binary, to be as inclusive as possible. Everything you know about reality, everything we know about reality is given to us in story form, right? And the story that we're fucking being told right now is terrible for us. And this is fucking mag- maddening, bro, because reality alone is terrifying enough. And when we take a moment to reflect on this fact, it's usually only the stories we tell ourselves that manage to reestablish the fragile grip we falsely believe that we have on this massive fucking mystery called life, okay? It stands to reason then why and that people would naturally react violently when these stories are challenged and even threatened. You shouldn't be surprised that motherfuckers stormed Capitol Hill, dog. As fucking shocking as it may have been, you shouldn't be surprised, right? For one, because white supremacy, fragile, male legal, all that kind of shit, right? But more importantly, the real reason you shouldn't be surprised is because when you start to challenge people's stories that are grounding them in reality, but more importantly, when you start to threaten them, and don't get it twisted, the Western fucking world is, it's beyond threatening. It's reached its boiling point, bro. This shit is up in fucking flames, okay? People react accordingly, right? And they're gonna, you can only expect, it's just a, Put yourself in their position, right? Their position being, imagine like just the blase example I can give you. Imagine you're a religious person and now you're being just bombarded with all the reasons why you shouldn't believe in God. And you're actually starting to realize like, oh shit, this is pretty fucking crazy. God specifically the Abrahamic God, right? And you know, all of your life has been grounded upon his belief in God's existence. And now you're faced with this, not just the the story, right? Competing story, but you're letting the story in from the these motherfuckers aren't letting the story infiltrate. They're fucking, they're doing their best to fucking repel the story, right? But in this particular case, the thought experiment is like the story of why God, you know, it's irrational to believe in God's existence is actually starting to take place. Your whole world is starting to fucking like be threatened, okay? And that's what's happening, dog. Why? Because once you jeopardize these stories, you start jeopardizing the fragile little grip on reality that most people have on reality. The people that stormed Capitol Hill are not rugged individuals. They're not fucking patriots. They're weak, pathetic, slave bitches, dog. Okay? In the most Nietzschean sense of the term. Why? Because only a slave needs another ideology to give their life meaning, purpose, and value. Those people are not strong. There is nothing strong about them. The only strength that those people have is given through... The institution, in this particular sense, that institution is the United States of America. Those people are leeches that are fucking sucking off the strength of the United States of America in order to appear as though they have fucking light, as though they're strong people in life. They're not. I know they're not because they're so fucking weak, pathetic, and fragile that they were willing to storm the Capitol Hill rather than acknowledge all the issues that lead to their fucking storming of the Capitol Hill. It's not us, dog. We're not the ones. <laughs> you're not doing it because of us, right? The fucking quote-unquote illegals, they're not trying to take your job, dog. First of all, they're not illegals. They're fucking indigenous to this continent. Second of all, you don't want to work the jobs that they're fucking working, okay? The government is the one that's fucking you guys, okay? The corporations that you're trying to fucking, that you kowtow to, they're the ones fucking you guys, okay? The Christian faith and its epistemology that's, you know, fucking collapsing into nihilism, that's what's fucking you, okay? It's not us. We have nothing to do with it, right? But rather than acknowledge that, rather than acknowledge that, 
They would rather fight to uphold the myth that it's because of people like you and I, right? The minorities, if you will, the historically oppressed peoples that refuse to acknowledge the modernist logic that their world is falling apart. Why? Because it's easier to fucking shit on people, to punch down on people that have historically been shit upon than it is for these white supremacists to realize that the story that they've been told about reality is flimsy and fragile. And the truth about stories, dog, is they're all we fucking got. And these people are fighting desperately to hold on to the story because it's all they fucking got. It's the only thing keeping them anchored in this reality. And as soon as that story is fucking gone, these slaves have nothing to fucking hold themselves up in reality. Okay? And this is exactly, this is exactly what the fuck Nietzsche is talking about when he speaks about the death of God, bro. That fool didn't give a motherfuck. He didn't give a motherfuck about the Christian God. By that point in his life, when he's doing the whole God is dead shit, that shit literally was beneath him. He stated like, this religious shit is beneath me, dog. It was almost an insult to even concern himself with matters of faith. Why? Because he understood the myth of Christianity, along with every other myth, myth rather, myth, no, myth that's been built atop it. He realized that these are nothing more than one of many stories people have long told themselves in an attempt to ground themselves in reality. And like all these stories, the Christian myth has run its course through no fault of our own, no less, our own being the people that have been trying to fucking hold up this colonial world for them, as it was replaced by an even better, more powerful myth that simply doesn't allow for the grounding force of the former, right? God to exist, and that is obviously science, right? Science is ineffable, bro. It don't give a damn about your feelings. And it is the competing, if you will, epistemology and ontology, something I'm going to get into deeper length later, right? That is currently waging a full tilt assault for that which has underlined the entirety of Western civilization for the past 2,000 years. And this is where Jordan Peterson is coming from. He's recognized this and rather than accept the inevitable, has chosen to revert back to the quote-unquote shadows on the walls of the cave. That's what Nietzsche calls them, right? To hide from this daunting fact, I mean, the shadows from the cave, that's a, a fucking dig at Plato, because he didn't like Plato, Nietzsche, right? But he's saying that the shadows in this particular case on the cave are the ideas of religion. Like, no, 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 that's, no, dude. That, Nietzsche's telling us, like, you're, God is dead, right? How long are you going to fucking refuse to acknowledge it? How long are you going to fucking pretend otherwise and just pretend the fucking shadows in the cave are what reality is? You know, that's kind of what, again, Jordan Peterson is doing. And that's what Nietzsche's calling out, right? So, um... So, um, yeah. I think uh, now is as good a time as any to go ahead and end this story for today. I hope you all enjoyed it, and I will be back in again in one week to give you some more of the story. Until then, I hope you all have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you next time. Peace.